fast but preferred. We believe in a habit-based approach to nutrition, which supports a lifestyle change, not a quick fix. You should feel confident with your nutrition and fitness plans for years to come. Um, so we're going to talk about how to um, have ha uh, healthy meals on a budget, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we that's one of the things where I can eat out for almost the same price as I can cook. And so I'm just going to eat out, but we're going to talk about why that, why we don't want to fall into those habits. Um, in 2020, the USDA reported that just over 10% of households in the United States were considered food insecure. And what that means is it food insecure means reports. It's reports of reduced quality, variety, and desirability of a diet little or no indication of reduced food intake. So basically you have no um, guidelines with your food choices. Um, studies have found that people who are food insecure, including both adults and children, will have an increased risk for obesity and other chronic disease, as well as having a negative impact on mental well-being. And I think about like when I was growing up, my mom cooked um, basically every night Same. Um, because we had a large family. We didn't have a lot of money mm -hmm. and it was m like probably almost a hundred percent based off of income for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And so what that did is it taught me how to cook at home and it taught me to, that that is, that was normal. Mm -hmm. Now I'm almost 42. So life has changed. Obviously we live in a faster paced society. Our, our kids are eating out way more than they ever uh, than we did because it's more convenient. It's not necessarily cheaper, yeah. but it's mostly convenient. And as, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 year olds, as they're getting older, we don't know how to cook mm -hmm. because, you know, we're cooking less and less in the home. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest things is, is like it, when my kids leave my house, I need them to feel confident that they can cook in the kitchen. I have a niece that just got married um, and she's starting to learn how mm -hmm. to cook for her and her husband and it can be overwhelming. So we're going to try and give you guys some really simple tips because even if you've been married for one month or 10 years or 20 years or whatever, if you don't have confidence in the kitchen, you're not, that's not going to be your go-to. Right. So we're going to try and help you guys um, with that. So just a little bit more about our nutrition program. We've helped um, lots of people, both inside and outside of our gym, like we said, help reach their nutrition goals. And we do it in a way that feels very simple and easy. And if we, one of the things I always say is if it's not something you can see yourself doing in a year from now, then we're moving too fast. Yes. So it should be, that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect all the time. We, even Megan and I, we yo-yo, mm -hmm. yep. but um, for the most part, we have like set habits in place that we can always fall back on. Yep. Uh, we know that while this is simple, it's also far from easy. Uh, but just like the successful people we've helped, we can help you find that success one step at a time. Okay, so it's probably not very shocking to you that eating out as, free, as frequently is more expensive than eating at home and generally is lower quality food. So when we think about the foods that we eat out, it is pretty hard to find good quality food that the calories aren't super high. Um, most of the foods we eat when we eat out are high calorie, high sodium, high fat, 
low fiber. We don't eat as many fruits and vegetables. Obviously, you can eat out and, and make those choices, but they're harder to find, especially yeah. if you're in a rural area. It's harder to find those good choices. Mm -hmm. So if we know all this, then why do we still eat out so much? Um, so let's talk about some potential barriers we see stopping people from cooking at home now. Some of the most common barriers we see as nutrition coaches is lack of time, mm -hmm. um, lack of confidence in nutrition knowledge and cooking skills, and the idea that cooking at home is too expensive. So today we're going to talk about five tips to make cooking at home easier and more accessible. So tip number one is buy whole foods, not processed foods or not food products. Um, so we're going to compare whole foods and processed foods. So if you look to the left of your screen, um, you'll see whole foods. Oh, I'm doing it. Um, so you'll see whole foods. Whole foods pretty much how I like to say, if it came from the ground and if it had a face, <laughs> that's a whole food. Um, it's more nutrient dense. Um, it's lower in saturated fat and sodium higher in fiber, um, keeps us feeling fuller longer. Uh, if you look at processed foods, they're higher in calories, saturated fat, so they're higher in sodium, less fruits and vegetables, uh, lower in fiber and vitamins and minerals. So whole foods will keep you fuller for longer. And why do you think this is? So we're going to compare these two items, an apple and a donut. 182 grams of this apple or one medium apple, it's about the same, equals 95 calories. And 49 grams of donut or about three-fourths of the donut or less um, equals 190 calories. So whole foods equals more volume of food to eat versus processed foods, which is one reason whole foods will keep us full longer. A lot of times whole foods are gonna be full of fiber as well, which also helps stay us stay full longer because it takes longer for our body to process that, to break it down. Um, and we look at the satiety index of our foods. So satiety is a term used to explain the feeling of fullness and loss of appetite that happens after eating. An apple has a satiety index of 197%, while a donut has an index of only 68%. So this tells us that an apple will keep you fuller for longer, which with significantly less calories. So I like to think about like how... Um, not just how calorie dense your food, but what's the volume of the food that you're eating. So tip number two is to shop in season and watch for sales. One of the barriers that we mentioned included the idea that cooking at home and buying fresh produce is too expensive. Um, I want to tell you a little bit, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but last week our air went out. So I cooked at home on Monday and decided there was no way I was cooking again in this house while the air was broken. Um, on Tuesday, we grilled and I was just kind of jumping in and out of the pool to try and stay cool. And then Wednesday through Saturday, we ate out. So before the class today, I went to my bank and I added up how much money we spent on food. And when we spend money on food, we do our best, like we don't eat fast food. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's going to be a lot cheaper, but we do our best to like, we don't, we look for cheaper options. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of, we don't go crazy because we have a big family and we could easily spend a hundred dollars every time yeah. we eat out. So after adding it all up, so this was just Wednesday through Saturday, mm -hmm. we spent $450 on food. 
And we do that a lot of times without even thinking about it. Yeah. And that was being at home. Like if you're mm-hmm. on vacation, you're spending even more. Oh yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, I grocery shopped for the week. My kids started school this week. So I'm like, I want to make sure I have everything um, in place. I'm going out of town this weekend. They need to have food that they can eat. I had to go to Fry's. So I spent $93 at Fry's. I went to Sam's Club and spent $207. And that was getting some paper products and stuff too. So um, and then I went to Costco and spent $47. So I spent a little under $350 and I got enough food for mm-hmm. our family for the week, plus some extra things that'll last us several weeks. Yeah. Um, so that's over a hundred dollars less, not to mention the food we make at home is lower in calories, mm-hmm. lower in fat, lower in sodium. And research, research actually shows that when eating out total calories tend to be about 32% more than if you eat at home. Um, one thing that I like to do when I'm looking at like food, so there's a couple places like Chipotle that you can get mm-hmm. a pretty good accurate calculator right. of your food. Um, even Chipotle, like the the volume of food isn't as much as like if I had 600 calories that I could make at home, my yeah. volume would be bigger than, yeah. than Chipotle or yeah. or um, you know Chick Fil A is another one that you mm-hmm. can find the calories real easily. Yeah. Um, Costa Vida, things like that. And although it's fun and it's nice to have that as an option, it's almost always I I feel hungry mm-hmm. afterwards. Oh, totally. Um, within an hour or oh, so. Yeah. So when I'm at home, it's a little bit more work, but I feel full and satisfied, and that keeps the cravings away, and it helps me to be more um consistent. Yeah. Because I know I look forward to the food I eat at home. I know I'm not going to be done with my food and feel hungry. There is nothing worse than that. Oh yeah. When people think about dieting or losing weight, they, they fear being hungry. And I can understand why, like I hate to be hungry. Yeah. My sister tells me I eat all the time. And yeah. I'm sure you hear that too. Oh, time. <laughs> like we're, it's been two hours, Kate, it's time to eat. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's because we are eating um, foods that are a little bit lower calorie because mm-hmm. we're making it at home. And because we eat consistently, our bodies are burning the calories quickly. I noticed that I eat a lot more fruit and vegetables, mainly vegetables at night for my dinners, I eat more vegetables at home than if we were to go out to eat. 100%. So my plate is so much bigger when I make it at home. Whereas yeah. it wouldn't be because, you know, there's you a Yeah. Lot. You're not really getting vegetables when you go uh-uh. out. No, like, you get unless like, you do like a salad, but still that's yeah. not very common. I feel like. Yeah. So the best way to get the most bang for your buck is shopping in season and watching for the sales. Um, utilizing seasonal local produce is as they are both cost-effective and packed with nutritious antioxidants. So here's some of the season's uh, fruits and vegetables that are in right now. Um, Corn on the cob is something that is easily found in the grocery stores, but also like roadside stands right now. I love this time of year because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Watermelon and cantaloupe. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I started doing this this summer is making watermelon popsicles for my kids. And I just slice them in spears and stick a stick through it and stick them in the freezer. And instead of having like a sugary popsicle, they are munching on watermelon yeah. sticks all day. Yeah. And I can't keep them in my house. Like that's awesome. They will go through five or six of them in yeah. one night. So um watermelon cantaloupe, cherries are in season right now. You can find those on sale. Grapes, peaches too, right? Peaches. So good. Peaches, it's my favorite season. <laughs> I love peaches. I love peaches. Um, tomatoes, avocados. Mm-hmm. Um, avocado, the price of avocados right now is a little bit lower because yes, it was it really, really high. Yeah. So and they're better quality too yeah. right now. 
So by searching for those foods that are um, in the right season, you're going to spend less money and it's going to taste better and be uh, full of antioxidants. And I feel like I waste less food Mm -hmm. when I'm buying fruit and vegetables in season. Yep. So it's another great way to stay on top of the most of most value is by looking over the weekly grocery store ads. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I do when I shop on at, online on fries. Yeah. So I look through the ads. I'm not great at it. I could be better. Mm-hmm. So like my grocery list this week, I wasn't like searching for things that were cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, if you have the extra time, like you can save a lot of money. Yeah, you can. And that. they mail you coupons too. Uh-huh. And they mail you coupons based off of what you buy. And I'm consistent. My shopping cart at Fry's looks exactly the same each week. <laughs> and so I get consistent coupons for all the stuff that I buy. Yeah. And you can save a good amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And they also um, have those digital coupons. Yes. That are like on some of the things. Yep. So you can scan that and get an additional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get fuel points. Oh, that's uh, true. <laughs> who, who doesn't like fuel points? Right. Uh, tip number three is making from scratch. Um <laughs> Um, uh, making from scratch. So, uh, this is yeah. my favorite part. Um, I, we mainly eat at home. So I cook all of the meals and I cook them all from scratch. Uh, I always start with my protein and then I kind of build from there. Um, we have a smoker, so I smoke a lot of our meats. Um, I also use our crock pot all the time and then our air fryer as well. And so I pick my meat and my protein And then I build my plate around that. And usually when I cook my veggies, um, I cook them either in the air fryer or I just roast them in a pan with butter. Yeah, I love roasted veggies. That's my favorite way is just in a pan with butter. And then um, Kerrygold at Fry's has garlic herb butter now. And I usually roast them in that. And then I started air frying corn on the cob Mm -hmm. and then I melt that butter and then I brush it on and it's all fancy like. It's real good. Some of you might be freaking out a little bit right now that yeah. we use butter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the we like the higher fats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll skip on a potato or rice or something like that yeah. so that I can have the fats. Same. So don't be afraid of fat, guys. Don't be afraid to cook in butter. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's you know, some good calories. Oh, yeah. The fat will help you stay full longer. It's mm-hmm. really good for brain health, um, for joints, all of that. So it's you know, I really like the higher fats. Yep. Um, I like to make my own sauces because I know they're going to be a macro friendly sauce. Yes. And so this is a picture of, and recipe, if you guys want to screenshot it or um, take a quick picture for a um, Caesar dressing that I really like because you can have it on salad, but I put it on my tacos. Mm-hmm. I put it on like fish or you can really use it. It's very versatile. So this is just one example of some of the sauces that I make, but if you go to Lily Eats and Tells, it's L-I-L-L-I-E, um, eats and tells. She has a ton of macro friendly recipes, and you can search by sauces. Mm-hmm. And she has a ton of sauces. They that all are taste really amazing. Easy to make. Mm-hmm. Another one that it that she that I make is a chipotle mayo, and it's literally light mayo, or you can use Greek yogurt and chipotle peppers. Yeah, I've it. made it. It's so good. It's so easy. It yep. adds so much flavor to whatever you're putting it on. I put it on my eggs. I'll put it on my tacos. I do a lot of tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but it's it's cheaper. It tastes better. And mm-hmm. the macros are a lot better. Yep. One thing that 
with making your own sauces, you'll save a lot on sugar intake. Because yep, one, one of the biggest things that they add in sauces, especially non-fat or fat or yeah. low fat is extra sugar because they're taking that fat out. They have to replace it with something so it still tastes good. Yep. So making your own sauces is a great way to help you with eating less sugar or um more unhealthy sodiums and also with oils and stuff too. Uh-huh. That's true. And if you're just trying to like clean up, like you're not really sure where to start mm-hmm. and you just want to start cleaning up your your diet a little bit, this is a great place to start. Yep. A lot of people will eliminate sauces when they are trying to eat better, but that just is not fun. No. Like who wants to do that? I put sauce on everything. <laughs> <laughs> sauce makes everything taste better. It so does. instead of eliminating them, yeah. You can just make your own or the Bolthouse Farm dressings are really good. And yep. you don't have to make those. They're, you know, in the um, produce section of any refrigerator or any grocery store. Mm-hmm. So I have probably like four different ones in my fridge pretty much at all times, just like some basics. But um, I would definitely try making your sauces and you can always freeze half of it mm-hmm. if you feel like, or like give it away. Like I, a lot of times when I make sauce, I'll give yeah. Megan half of it because I won't use it all before it goes bad. So just a couple options. Um, another great thing is buying extra fruits and veggies and then freezing them. Um, if you buy stuff that's in season now and you know, you're not going to eat it all, you can easily just freeze it, rinse it off, throw it in a baggie and stick it in the freezer. Um, one of our coaches, I asked her if I could <laughs> mention it. <laughs> that's funny. Cause I was like, you need to share what Amy yeah. does. So, um, one of our coaches, Amy, um, loves berries and Amy will, hop from fries to bashes to Walmart, wherever the berries are cheaper. And she will buy them in bulk. She will buy as many as she can. She's a freezer in her garage and the freezer is just berries. Yeah. Blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, all berries. She's always telling us where berries are on sale. Yeah. And then if I see that they're on sale, I'll send her a text. I'm like, I'm at bashes. Berries were like 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, when we were growing up, we used to do that with corn. We would like mm-hmm. shuck the corn and yep. put it in bags, kind of like this picture showing. Yep. Um, you can go to like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of that. The Mesa Swap, whatever. It's, have you ever been there? It's no. on Main Street. Uh-huh. It's like pro all the produce that's like about to go bad. Oh. And you can buy stuff so cheap. Yeah. So if you're going to freeze it like yeah. berry, like strawberries are like 87 cents oh, for a container awesome. yeah so anytime I'm making jam or anything like mm-hmm. that I always go there to buy yeah buy produce so um I think it's like Maine and maybe Greenfield oh, or something like that, that yeah yeah um so you can just kind of shop around and look for it the cheapest ways um so here's an example of how making your food from scratch can save you money you guys all know the naked green machine smoothie my husband loves it um, it is expensive, so I don't ever buy it. It's about 12 cents um, per ounce to make at home, where if you were to buy it in the store, it's about 19 cents per ounce, even if you buy it at like Costco or something. So that say, I mean, it, the, that might not seem like that much. It's only a seven cents difference. But if you were had of being it regularly in your house, not only is it going to be better if you make it at home because your nutrients are mm-hmm. going to be right there, yep. um, but it's going to save you money. So that's just one example. And you'll also save on added sugar. 
Yep. And there's no added sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and calories. Right. And more fiber. And you also control what you're putting in. Cause if you actually look at the ingredients and in a lot of those juices that are supposed to be really healthy, the amount of fruits and veggies, especially fruits that they add in there is not an amount you would sit down and, and eat, eat as a whole fruit. When you juice an orange, you'll get less than what you would actually eat. And, and yeah. then it adds, but you still are getting the same amount of calories, sugar, and right. all that too. So making your own juices at home will save you yeah. there too. Yep. All right. Tip number four is to meal prep and cook in bulk. So taking the time to meal prep and further cook in bulk is a great way to save your uh, wallet and keep your nutrition on track. Um, so I kind of do something similar to what Megan does is I pick one to two proteins to cook it at the beginning of the week. And then I build my meals for the week around that. So I'm just going to give one quick example. And these little to-go containers are also a really great way mm -hmm. to have a plan um, for maybe nights that are really, really busy or lunches um, for your husband. Chris is going to throw me under the bus because I used to be really good at this and I'm not anymore. And he, now he's buying Chipotle every day. Yeah. So I need to um, follow, practice what I preach and, <laughs> and, and get back on this wagon. But um, so, for example, pork, we all smoke pork and then shred it and have a, I'll freeze half of it and then I'll have it um, a bag to use throughout the week. I'll make, I can make pork tacos out of it. I do pork, um, pulled pork sandwiches. I'll do a pork crunch wrap. Um, I can do um, bar barbecue pulled pork sam uh, pizzas. So we do a lot of different things with the same meat. And I'll do that same thing with ground beef. Like I'll mm -hmm. double the recipe of ground beef and then I'll make a lot of different um, quick. It makes, yeah. it makes dinner time very easy because the protein is mm -hmm. cooked. Yeah. And a lot of times with vegetables, um, the same that Megan does. I'll just, if I'm making, if I'm sauteing vegetables, I always saute enough for a couple of days yeah. because it just makes throwing dinner together so easy, especially now that school's back in session, mm -hmm. all the sports and all of that are going to start happening again. Yeah. And there's nights where I'm in the car for quite a while. Oh yeah. And I don't want to cook. That's the last thing I want to do. So planning a little bit of planning ahead. Mm -hmm. I have another client, um, last week she told when she did her check-in her win was her um, boyfriend and son wanted her to go to McDonald's to pick up food for them on their on her way home from work. And she was tempted to get some for herself, but because she had already prepped her food and yeah. it was already in my fitness pal and it was in the fridge for her to come home, yeah. she decided to just stick with her plan. That's awesome. And she was so proud of herself. Yeah. Plus she was way more full and she oh, didn't yeah. have guilt and she wasn't dealing with like, Upset like you stomach. never feel good yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So some of the things that I prep um, are I do egg muffins for my breakfast every day. Mm -hmm. um, I will make six days worth and then keep them in the fridge or the freezer. I know you do the keto bagels mm -hmm. um, and you do granola. Yep. We've done yogurt parfaits that are just ready to go. Mm -hmm. If ever I make muffins, like for my kids mostly, I will double or triple the recipe yep. so that they can eat them for a couple days. Mm -hmm. um, so anytime you're cooking in the kitchen, just double what yeah. you're doing. Even yep. if you don't think you'll get through it, you you can at least freeze half of it for exactly. another time. Yep. Um, especially if you're finding things on sale and your product your the products that you're using to make whatever you're making mm -hmm. um, are on sale now. If you just double it, then that's another yep. low ex low expensive meal. Yep. So 
the biggest thing we can teach you is just to keep things simple. Um, like we said before, we will have veggies cooked. We'll have meat cooked in the fridge. I keep avocados on hand always for that healthy fat. Mm -hmm. Having sauces in the fridge that are ready to go um, will we'll help with that added fat. Always have cheese on hand, things yeah. like that. But here are five meals that are under $5. I want you guys to screenshot this. Um, this is like really basic stuff that even if you don't have a recipe, you can kind of figure out like mm -hmm. um, a pork chop or chicken breast mm -hmm. or um, a hamburger patty, anything like that. And then just uh, pair it with a, use the plate method that we've talked about before. Yeah. Pair it with a carb, pair it with a veggie and pair it with fat. And then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So like we were talking about before, um, picking a protein and then prepping it and being able to use it in multiple different dinners. Um, this is an example on how you can take ground turkey and use it many different ways. You can do meatloaf mu muffins one night. Um, you can do turkey burgers, uh, an egg roll bowl. Um, if I, I know that if I have, I'll smoke uh, pork butt, and then one night we'll do tacos and the next night we'll do like pulled pork, pulled pork sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can kind of do a bunch of stuff. I'll put it on like a salad one day or something. You can take one protein and then put it in different ways. And then that's five nights right there yep. on one protein. Yep. Uh, tip number five uh, is reducing waste. That is the biggest thing in my household is trying not to throw food away. Um, on Friday nights, my dinner, and I think I've pictured it a yeah. couple times, my <laughs> dinner on like Friday and Saturday nights is legit a scramble. It is in a bowl, what I have left in my fridge. And sometimes it's, so today, because we're going out of town tomorrow, I'm trying to eat everything. My dinner tonight was um, apple chicken sausages, uh, breakfast, pork sausage, um, random, uh, mushrooms and peppers that I had left over and a random quarter of an avocado with some cheese on top. <laughs> and it was just what I had that I know I need to eat. So I don't have to throw a lot away. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is uh, a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes I'll plan meals out mm -hmm. and then something will happen and I won't be able to make it that dinner and yep. then it goes the food goes bad yep. and it literally kills me to I throw it away it makes me so angry yeah so food waste is a huge issue and it causes us to throw away basically we're throwing away money and one of the things that I think about is like when we were growing up we didn't have a lot of money and there were times where we had well I mean my parents were good at hiding it from us mm -hmm. but like we we didn't have like a lot of food and um I think about families that go through that and we're just throwing food away and I teach my kids that a lot when they're like can I be done and I'm like well you know listen to your body obviously but like don't take more than you right can eat because we don't want to waste food yeah um I hate seeing like I would go and and, and uh sit at lunch with my kids at school the amount of food that is thrown away oh in a school lunchroom yeah could feed a small village oh it's yeah insane yeah so um one thing you can do is you can take the time to plan out your week, like we've talked about, but then inventory what you already have and what foods you need to prioritize mm -hmm. eating, like that are maybe they're about to go bad. Um, 
You can throw vegetables in things like um, smoothies. Like yeah. I have some spinach in there that I'm for sure making my kids a smoothie tomorrow with oh, spinach yeah. in it because it's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so just look for ways to hide the, those vegetables into things if you feel like it's going to go bad or it's on its last leg. Yep. You can even freeze it too, like cilantro and mm-hmm. other things like that. So is food waste really a problem? Absolutely. The United States reports released on Thursday, March 4th, 2021, an estimate of 17% of the food produced globally each year is wasted. That means that amounts to 931 million tons of food being thrown away. And if you think about um, the amount of food you have tossed out in the last month, how much money Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the increased prices of food do you think we're wasting? What if we save that money. I mean, this was a big eye opener for me to realize how much money I'm spending on food. And like a lot of times I will get my food home and realize that I spent X amount of dollars and all I have is the small amount, but Mm -hmm. then I don't think twice when I just need to throw it away. You're right. So the freezer can really help us Mm -hmm. um, with food that we feel like is going bad, but also just making sure we're not buying more than we need. Yep. Um, so maybe you're sitting here getting excited about some budget-friendly meals and tips, but are also thinking about your health and wellness goals. Uh, here are some principles that we have helped so many people with controlling their health one habit at a time. And one of them is add more whole foods to your diet. So one thing that we had talked about before is using the plate method. So the plate method is half of your plate, non-starchy veggies, a quarter of your plate, lean protein, and a quarter of your plate, starchy veggies, and then being mindful of your healthy fats. The second principle that we focus on is um, balance. So when I say balance, I'm talking about um, every time you eat, you want to think, what's my protein? what's my carb and what's my fat. Mm -hmm. So if you think of having a protein, carb, and fat every time you eat, you're going to be more satisfied. You won't feel hungry as early and you're going to be more balanced. Your body's going to get the nutrients that it needs. So when you hear people say um, macros, some of you may not know what that means. And it really, we're just talking about protein, carbs, and fat. And those are essential for our body Mm -hmm. and our body will... um, needs all of those things. So if we're not eating them, it will get it some other way. So if we're not eating the protein we need, it'll break down muscle to get the protein it needs. If we're eating more carbs than our body is burning, it'll be stored as fat. We don't get the fat we need, then we can't, our brain fog, we hit the brain fog, we get fatigue, we get stiff joints, things like that. So just think about eating balanced every time you eat, even with snacks. Uh, And then number three is limiting sugar. Um, The AHA recommends no more than six teaspoons for women and nine for men. The average person consumes 150 pounds of sugar per year. That's 46 teaspoons per day. Um, It's no surprising sugar is super addicting and it's hidden in almost every food. We talked about it with the sauces and dressings. So that right there is a quick and easy way to cut out a lot of sugar in your diet if you start making your sauces at home. And if you just are more aware of what sugar Mm -hmm. is in, like for example, I made banana muffins for my kids today Mm -hmm. and it called for two and a half cups of sugar. As well as how many bananas? Four bananas. I mean, the bananas are sweet. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need. So I didn't put any sugar in it and Mm -hmm. I put a cup of um, honey in it. Yep. I didn't know quite what the conversion was, but I was like, 
I think that'll be okay. And they mm-hmm. were great. And my oh, yeah. kids had no clue yep. that there wasn't sugar in it. Oh yeah. Um, and I felt less guilty letting them have three mm-hmm. banana muffins when they got home from school. Yep. So yeah, sugar's everywhere. Um, soda is like probably one of the biggest culprits of sugar. Like mm-hmm. there's one can of soda is like 46 teaspoons. I think, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's or 46 grams. Yes. It's 46 grams yeah. or something like that. Like one can. Yeah. So it's really, really like, if you just cut out sugar, you're in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to take a few minutes just to answer some frequently asked questions that we get. Um, one of that is what should I eat around my workout? So fueling around your workout is pretty individual for, I think some people, it depends a what time of day you work out, but also what, um, your body prefers. So I will just kind of talk about what works for me. Mm -hmm. And what I recommend to my clients. And I think Megan and I do similar things, Mm -hmm. but we've tested several things out to figure out what works best for us. So personally, I work out fasted, Mm -hmm. but I didn't used to. So I used to eat a little bit of carbs. So that's probably something that I recommend, especially if you have a high intense workout Mm -hmm. like CrossFit or a HIIT workout of some sort because, and you work out in the morning. So Mm -hmm. if you work out in the morning, you are going to hit a high intense workout. If you eat a little bit of carbs, it's going to help bring your blood sugar up a little mm-hmm. bit. When we sleep, we are fasting, which means our blood sugar is low. And if we do a high intense workout, that drops our blood sugar even more. And it can make us feel like lightheaded, nauseous, sick. Yep. Um, and so I recommend people that are starting a new workout routine and it's a high intense workout to have a little bit of carbs with some protein. Mm -hmm. So like I would do like a half a banana with a half a protein shake, drink the other half afterwards and have the other half of banana right afterwards. Um, Those little fig bars are something that I used to do a half a fig bar before half a fig bar after with a protein shake. Mm -hmm. Um, If you work out later in the day, it depends on what time, but if let's say you ate lunch at one and you're not working out till four, you need to eat within an hour of working out. So try and get in something small. It can, and follow this, the plate method of protein, carbon fat. So, um, half an apple with string cheese and like deli meat, that's mm-hmm. a really oh, good yeah. option. Um, if you want to do a protein shake, then like save your protein shake for later in the day, mm-hmm. I would again, pair it with a fruit of some sort, um, maybe peanut butter and apple, things like that. Yep. Um, and then eat a full meal within an hour. Yeah. So if you're working out at four, um, you're done at five by six, you should be eating dinner and follow the plate method, protein, carbon, fat. Yep. Um, another question is what if I don't like veggies? Um, so there's lots of different ways to get veggies in. If it's not your favorite food, uh, we talked about smoothies. You can put, um, spinach in smoothies. You don't even taste the spinach. Uh-uh. Um, and then a lot of people, um, put cauliflower in their smoothies uh-huh. And they say it makes it more creamier. Yeah. And so those are two great ways. Um, I like doing like zucchini chips in the air fryer. Mm -hmm. That's also great for kids too. And you can even, you know, put some breadcrumbs on it or something. And uh, cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Definitely. Um, I have recently discovered sweet potatoes with a little bit of cashew butter. Oh, that is really good. Really? Yeah. So yeah, that's another great way. Um, I use the air fryer a lot for my veggies. Um, I roast broccoli and cauliflower together and just seizing it with, you know, salt, pepper, garlic, and then a nice dipping sauce. It's really good. Yeah. So I would just recommend preparing it in different ways. See, maybe it's not that you don't like veggies. It's just, you don't like the way that you've been taught to prepare it. 
So to try preparing it in different ways. One thing that has worked for me with my kids, I have one um, daughter who doesn't eat vegetables pretty much. So when she was younger, I used to juice a lot and, oh, yeah. and then make a smoothie out of it. So I would juice carrots, beets. Mm-hmm. Um, carrots and beets were like the main ones, but I'd throw like an apple and yeah. other things like that to sweeten it up. Mm-hmm. And then I would use that as the liquid for like a, a protein smoothie and throw spinach in it and berries. And they had no clue they were oh, yeah. eating um, so much vegetables. Yeah. And even to this day, my boys ask for carrot juice all the time. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to get it down. I know. There. <laughs> Pain in the ass to clean. I don't want to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think because I did, if you have young kids, like start doing that now because yep. it, it, they'll grow with it and it yeah. won't be a fight later on. But that's one thing that I tried really hard to always introduce mm-hmm. vegetables with my kids early on so that they grew to like them. My kids will pop tomato, uh, mm-hmm. cherry tomatoes, like their candy. Yeah. Like I, if Best. I have a veggie tray out I have to tell them to stop eating the veggie tray so that they can um, eat their actual dinner yeah (laughs) um so another question is where should I start and that's a really good question um first of all I don't want you to feel overwhelmed I want you to think of one thing at a time that you can change and maybe it's something that you've heard tonight that we've talked about but um if it's not and if you're still kind of overwhelmed the best and fastest way to reach your goals is to work with one of us mm-hmm. um, and to, so that we can set up an individualized plan for you to help you reach your goals. So here's the deal. <laughs> There's never a perfect time to get started. Mm-hmm. There's always something that will, will come up and, and be in the way for, for you to get started on your nutrition journey. And the reality is you have to invest in yourself. You're going to invest in yourself one way or the other. It just depends on how and when. Do you want to be in control of when you invest in your health? Or do you want it to be forced upon you later in life when yeah. you have um, issues that are caused by um, an unhealthy lifestyle? So it's it is really really an investment that's going to help you live a healthier, longer life. And if you're thinking this all sounds great, but I don't even know where to start, or I just need someone to help me create a realistic plan and to keep me accountable, then definitely book a free consult with us. We would love to talk to you and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, And this is just a picture, a couple pictures of some clients that we've helped. Um, You when you work with us, you work one-on-one with us. Our, mm-hmm. our plans are individual to you. And we're, our goal is to help you reach your goal um, without it feeling too difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you talk to any of our clients, some of them are here on here tonight. Um, if you talk to any of them, you, they'll tell you that it is easier than you think it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people come to us and want to try CrossFit and they're intimidated. I met with somebody this morning. He was super intimidated. Yeah. And I, and that isn't the first time that that's happened, but as soon as you get your feet in the door and you start to meet people yeah. and you realize the supportive environment that CrossFit is, then that fear goes away. And it's exactly. the same way with nutrition. It can be intimidating and overwhelming because you don't know where to start. Yeah. But once you get your feet in, you realize that we're here to support and help, mm-hmm. um, that fear goes away for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, we have we know that while this is simple, it's far from easy. Um, we're here to help you. We like we want everything, we want all of your steps to be super simple. Um, we're opening up 10 spots 
So if you want to work with a coach to create a plan, um, you'll check in weekly with us. We help keep you accountable and discuss your progress and tweak your plans, your goals. Everybody's goals change. And no matter what your goal might be now, we'll work with you. And then say a month later, you're like, well, actually, I think I want to change it to this. We can switch, you know, we're, we're here for you. I think that's one of the coolest things is Mm -hmm. a lot of people start with us and they have like a body composition goal and their goals change as things, as they work with us. Yeah. It's really cool. Like I love when a body composition is great, but I love when their goals change to something Mm -hmm. like, I just want to feel comfortable on vacation and feel like confident in my ability to eat out with my husband or whatever. Like I love those kind of goals because that shows that they're looking at this for the long haul. Yep. Totally. Uh, remember today we discussed how to eat healthy on a budget. So that includes buying whole foods, shopping in season, making it from scratch, preparing or prepping in bulk, uh, and minimizing waste. We would now like to open the floor to any comments or questions. Uh, you can either unmute yourself or put it in the chat. Awesome. So, uh, looks like there's one thing in the chat. Oh, thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Claudia. So Claudia said the nutrition program by these ladies is amazing. Claudia was a former client of mine and she has done awesome. Um, If anybody wants to, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. If anybody wants to unmute themselves, ask any questions or um, comment, something that maybe works for you um, that you do for prepping or staying on a budget. I'm like decent at staying on a budget, but I'm I definitely have room to improve. So does anybody want to unmute their self? Let's see. Jason said, what's an ideal late night snack if you just have to have one? Well, mm. if you feel like you want a late night snack, by all means have one. We yeah. are definitely, there's no like quit time. Mm-hmm. There's no like, I'm going to gain weight if I eat after 8 p.m. That's not a thing. So yeah. we both eat after dinner. Um, my favorite late time snack is a, um, I'll show you a picture of it and I'll send you the recipe, Jason, but basically it's Greek yogurt mixed with a half a scoop of protein, vanilla protein powder, um, one ounce of berries, one ounce of granola and a squirt of whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite and it does it for me. Yep. It's sweet. It makes me not want to like have a treat. I used to be an ice cream girl every night. So yeah. every night after dinner, even when I was logging my f- and tracking my food, I planned to have ice cream every night because I needed something sweet or yep. dark chocolate, something. I had to have something. And I pretty much never have those things anymore because yep. uh, A, I like feel like I was having it out of habit and I wasn't really asking myself if that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, B, I found something else that really does the trick and it's high in protein and it's almost like another meal to yep. me. So I love yep. it. Yeah, I do the same type of deal. Um, so, but I put cottage cheese. So I do uh-huh. Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, um, a half a scoop of protein powder, and I make my own granola at home. And then I put a little bit of granola and cream. Yes, it's, it's good. It's it tasty. Works. It's creamy and crunchy. And uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I also will keep like um yasso bars in my mm-hmm. freezer. So Y A S S O. You can buy them at target and pretty much anywhere they are greek yogurt based um ice cream bars so they're they're going to be a lot lower in uh, carbohydrates a little bit higher in protein they taste really good so like if you have to have something like with your kids or like you just need something cold and sweet 
that's a good option. Yeah. Try the frozen watermelon though, because I yeah. swear it's good. It's really good. like watermelon. My sister was like, ew. And I'm like, what? You like watermelon? Yeah. Like, why is that gross? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe it sounds gross to you. I don't know. Um, I also, um, I really like crumble cookie. And so I'll go to crumble if it's a flavor that like, I absolutely love and I'll come home and I will cut that one cookie into 10 plus pieces. So they're like little tiny triangles. And then I put them in a container and I stick the container in the freezer and I keep them in the freezer for when I feel like I want a bite of something sweet. And they freeze really well. They taste really good frozen. And then I have that one and I'm, and I'm good. And so, um, another option is popcorn Mm because it takes a long time to eat. It's salty. You can buy light popcorn or I just buy the, um, popcorn at Costco. But, um, again, try and pair it with something that has protein in it because your popcorn is going to be fat and carbs. Yeah. So even if that means like having a quick Greek yogurt or like, honestly, I just do, um, deli meat. And Mm -hmm. I just like have two, like two ounces of deli meat really quick. And then I eat my popcorn. Yeah. So just try and find something that's balanced. Um, if you want like that snacky, like where you're, where it takes a while to eat it, that's what I would suggest. Or drinking a protein shake with your popcorn. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And make your protein shake yummy. Like make it thick Yeah. and put like, um, so I've been putting, I've been putting coconut milk in my pop, Mm -hmm. in my protein shake because it ups the fat and it makes it a little creamier yeah. and then I almost always put whipped cream especially oh, yeah. at night mm-hmm. I will put a squirt of whipped cream I even put like a few dark chocolate the tiny dark chocolate ch- uh, chips mm-hmm. the minis on top too yeah. the other day I put um dark mini chocolate chips and coconut shavings oh yum and it was like the unsweetened coconut and yeah. so it had like texture to it yeah it was so good <laughs> yeah that sounds yummy so in the Okay. In the uh, wintertime, when it, you oh, want, yeah. if you want like something nice and warm, you can get like casein uh, protein powder and it's usually chocolate and you can make a hot chocolate with it. Yeah. And so you're drinking hot chocolate with whipped cream on top and it's protein. Yeah. So we have all the tricks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Claudia said, I've started stashing healthy snacks in my glove compartment. Nice. I have a long work commute and it keeps me out of the drive through or when running errands on weekends. I love that. Yes. I like almost always keep jerky and um, cashews in Same. my car just in case mm-hmm. like I'm away from home longer or I'm pretty good at like, if I have to stop at a gas station, they always have those two things. Yep. So I'll grab that. Yeah. Carrots too. Um, for some reason, like munching on a carrot, it it's almost like chewing it's almost like munching on chips yeah and so those help too or pork rinds if you like pork rinds I love them I can't I tried I just I love them last week and I just couldn't do it they're so good but they're high in protein and fat super high in protein they're crunchy like chips they are and if you like pork pork rinds they're really good (laughs) um Valerie said what are some other healthy fats besides avocado if you can't have cheese so Mm -hmm. the coconut milk Mm -hmm. is something that I do um, you can't have cheese. So then I would do higher fat meats. Yeah. I would cook in oil. So either olive oil or butter. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, can do full fat. Oh, uh, I don't know if you can do yogurt, but if you can do yogurt, do full fat yogurt instead, like Greek yogurt. Yeah. Instead of, um, low fat or fat free. Um, one thing that I do too is, um, NCT oil is, um, it's like a coconut oil, mm-hmm. but you can't cook with it 
um, you can add it to stuff like smoothies. You can add it to, I would add it to my cottage cheese and yogurt mixture. If I had like seven grams of fat at the end of the day that I needed to just throw in there, MCT oil is just fat. Mm -hmm. And so I would just throw it into that. It's got no taste to it. Um, you can, it mixes it's really well. Creamy, so yeah. like you can kind of fill the yeah. fat in your mouth. Like I, I really like it. Yeah. It's um, great in smoothies. Mm -hmm. Those are good questions. I love this. Yeah. Any other questions? Yeah, that's awesome. You're in our video. <laughs> My kids are in the background. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I loved the interaction. Hopefully you guys learned some new stuff. If you have any questions, we would love to help you. And we will see some of you in the gym and some of you not. But if you have any questions, please reach out to us. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.